You are listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 75. Thomas Miller, thank you for joining us. I've got a special guest today that I've been looking forward to introducing you to, and you're going to really enjoy this interview. We're going to be talking to Leslie Thornton here in just a couple of minutes. She's one of you. You know, there have been a few times where listeners have contacted me and there was just something about the story or about the person that was intriguing. Joan Harrison from the very first, uh, the first listener to reach out. Uh, my buddy Armand Asadi over at whyileftgoogle.com and now Leslie Thornton. Her website, by the way, is lesliemthornton.com. If you would like to get a jump ahead, you could see what she's up to. But she practices the same things that we talk about here. And wouldn't you know, that's why we uh, certainly attracted would be over that connection. I do want to give you a quick update, though, on the RV situation. And this story is too long to go into. And really, I'm still kind of absorbing it uh, to some degree. But I did not buy the RV up in Indiana. I, uh, I I looked really, really close because I felt this internal pull to go up there. And obviously it cost me a an airfare up and back and a rental car and motel while I was there and whatnot. But there were some tremendous, I mean, some just incredible lessons that I learned on that trip that I probably would not have garnered anyplace else, especially kicking the tires on a dealer's lot. So I think that the purpose, I think the reason that I was intrigued to that unit to go up and look at that particular one at that location was it gave me some things certainly that I could not have duplicated anyplace else. And it helped me solidify and clarify things that I particularly wanted that were not priorities when I went up there. So, I mean, look, when you're talking about buying a machine that is that complicated man, you better know exactly what's going on. But it's kind of funny because there were some things that just kind of started to not add up about this unit. And ironically, uh, after I had decided to pass on it, I got a confirmation that I'm not going to go into the details. They're too private of what happened here. And, and out of just respect for everything involved, uh, it would be best not to discuss the specifics. But let's just say that I got one whale of a confirmation that, that my decision was the right decision. So I think there were just a lot of factors that went into that. It is all part of the universe moving in a direction. The RV desire is still just as much there, and it is something that I'm, I'm looking at them frequently. I've released a lot of the intensity, and I think that in the release – you're going to hear us talk about this, Leslie and me, in just a minute. <laughs> it's going to be good. We've got a, a point that we kind of talked about that same thing. It's in the release that the manifestation comes. So I'll keep you posted, still just searching. I visualize about it every day, and I have affirmations that I say about it uh, to repeat, to just program my subconscious. So it's all still there. But the deal is I've kind of moved on to some other things. I'm not letting it just there for about two weeks. It was really consuming. And now it's just, hmm, universal provide when the universe has it ready to provide. And I've really kind of, because of that, I've upped my game of the kind of coach that I want to pursue, which is out of the price range that I was looking at when I went up to Indiana. So got a lot more clear very specific now on what I wanted, which didn't have that piece before. 
learned some really valuable lessons and got a big confirmation that that was not the right one. All right, as things develop on that, you will be the first to know. Now, let's get into this interview that I just completed a few minutes ago over Skype with a listener to this podcast, Leslie Thornton. And I'm really not going to introduce any more because we unfold all of it in our conversation. So without further ado, let's just jump in. Ladies and gentlemen, meet my friend, Leslie Thornton. Leslie. Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) finally connected here on subconsciousmindmastery.com. Okay, now look, tell your story. This is all about you telling your story Uh, How did you find the podcast? I found the podcast by typing into the search on the podcast app, Subconscious Subconscious Mind. And yours was readily popping up for me to to (laughs) click on and check out and... Yeah, we're we're pretty really prominent there. Oh, yeah. Well, how about that? So when you started listening, did you start at the bottom or did you start at the top and then go, wait a minute, this is a series, better start over. What did you do? You know, I think I started at, at the first one. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I started listening maybe like, how long have you been doing it? Like two years ago? Two, I think. Yeah, a little over two years. Yeah, I think uh, I might have come in like at your fifth episode or something like that. Man, that's fantastic. All right, I got to tell you something here. It's 104 degrees in Dallas tonight. Wow. And um, you can't see this, but I'm drinking a lot of water. I just got back from the gym, and and I'm also doing this diet that requires a lot of water. So um, so I'm going to drink a lot of water through this. You might hear some water bottle noise in the background. I'm just <laughs> warning you, Leslie. All right. I, I, can, I can take some water bottle noise. All right. And then you, uh, you reached out. You emailed me a while back. What precipitated that? You know, I had just been thinking for a long time that I wanted to contact you basically because of how much I respect everything you talk about. And I don't know, Thomas, your voice just has this amazing, welcoming quality. And I just felt so safe to reach out to you and felt like you would welcome me in with open arms. And I wanted to just let you know that I was on the same page and that the subconscious mind was, you know, super exciting and important to me as well in my life so wow thank you for that that is uh that's amazing and and touching and we're going to talk about some things that you have going on that work that you're doing as well we'll get to that in a few minutes what i'd like to do is um is run back let's just uh take a step back into your own past if you will are you okay to be a little vulnerable here Oh, yeah. All I have right. to be. I, I thought to be. so. <laughs> this is not the first time we've talked, if people didn't get that impression. But what was it about your childhood? Go back to some of those formative years and help me understand what it was that uh, that caused you to be searching for subconscious answers. Mm, what about my childhood? Well, my story that led me to the subconscious mind and understanding its importance and value um, was I grew up in a family that was very uh, fixated on food and on how 
everybody's body looked. Um, and my body, as a little eight-year-old, looking back now, I'm like, oh, my God, I was so cute. But <laughs> I was a little bit chubby, and I had three sisters, and they were all skinny as rails and could eat anything they wanted. And so I was just kind of, you know, the the what do they call the ugly duckling or whatever the one that stood out from the crowd that mom related to because she was the chubby one in her family and and so I just was very early turned on to the fact that my body was different that it was not uh, normal that I had to eat differently that um, I needed to be aware of calories and exercise and portions Um, so it really just led me down this path of uh, hating my body and um, being very fixated on food. And um, that was pretty much all I thought about from, you know, pretty much eight years old until I was 21. Um, I was dieting and exercising and pretty much only thinking about those things for all of those years. That was, I mean, I used to write hate notes to myself every day, you know, for not sticking to my diet and felt so guilty after everything that I ate, um, would feel so guilty about not working out hard enough at the gym and, uh, just awful thoughts that I couldn't get rid of. And, um, I studied abroad when I was in college and that was the first time that I really broke away from all the judgments of my family. And I kind of looked around one day and I was like, Hey, nobody knows me here. They don't know how I eat. They don't know what's, <laughs> they don't know, you know, my style. They, they can't judge me, whatever. And, uh, so I just started pounding down as much Mexican food as possible, <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> which is rather <laughs> greasy and whatever. But I felt like finally I'm free. I can actually eat until I'm full and I don't have to constantly be worrying about this stuff. And, So I chose the route of being fat and happy and gained 30 pounds. And it was probably six months after I got back home from Mexico that, again, those feelings started coming back of, you know, I don't like the way my body looks and I don't like the way my clothes are fitting and feeling anxious around food and like parties would be really hard because I just like couldn't think about anything else but the food. So really it was interfering with my entire life. Um. So I got to the end of my rope and I really said, you know, I'm either going to be fat and happy forever or I'm really going to figure this S-H-I-T out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be, you know, somebody who is tortured by these thoughts anymore. Like, why can't I be like those people who, you know, don't even have to think about this? You know, what's wrong with me? Um, And it was kind of at that point where I was about to completely give up. You know, that's pretty much whenever you surrender, the universe responds. Um, I found uh, a way to create a healthy mindset by accessing the unconscious mind, and that was through hypnosis. And it really took me just one time of experiencing some hypnosis for me to feel released from what I consider to be food prison. Um, it was like, I, I knew that the ice cream was in the freezer and I knew that the trail mix was in the cabinet, but for whatever reason, that gravitational pull I used to feel towards certain foods no longer was there. Um, I felt way much, so much more in control of my, of my body and of my choices. And 
actually wanted to choose foods that were going to make my body feel really good and healthy. So it was like, when I experienced that, it was like, what the hell was that? Pardon my French, but it was like, I can't believe that worked. What is this? And I just got so into the fact that I could create my own feelings, my own reality, all by accessing this subconscious mind. And I have dived so deep into the subconscious mind since and um, have learned all these other ways and tools of accessing this and healing your mind. So as, as a way to heal your body and to create the life that you really desire. So in that search of more and more info to learn about what I have now become so passionate about, I found you, Thomas, and I'm so happy that I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's pick a few things apart. Thank you for sharing that. And I know a lot of people are resonating with what you just Mm. went through. So let's, let's go back on a couple of things. First of all, I love the line, you know, when Oprah does her Super Soul Sunday and yes. somebody says something and she goes, oh, you know, she about falls out of her chair. And, oh, oh, that's a tweetable. Oh, that's a tweetable. <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah, <laughs> we got a tweetable here. You said whenever you're about ready to give up, that's when the universe responds. Uh, absolutely. The power of surrendering. Letting yes. go, right? Just pure letting go. Right. Let go and let God, if you will. They didn't come up with that phrase for for nothing. I think there are degrees, though, of letting go, don't you? I think mm. some of us, it takes a, a beating and a horse whipping and three or four decades to get to that point. Fortunately, you got you dealt with it in your 20s, but... Uh, you know, I, I had a coach once uh, who had disclosed to me that she had hit rock bottom with her drinking alcohol at one point. So it was interesting because in my mind, I was thinking, you know, she was in a drug house, passed out on the floor and somebody had to carry her out. But later I found out that that she hit what she considered her own rock bottom. Um, that she you know, felt everyone else around her thought that she was in control of herself and of her drinking, but she herself fell out of control. So I think it's really a subjective situation as to, as far as, you know, when you hit your rock bottom, when, when that's the case for you. So. Another thing that I heard in your story is that these pressures that form our early opinions of ourselves, this subconscious programming that happens as I've advocated generally between uh, childhood, birth, even pre-birth, but uh, especially up into 12, 13, 14 years old. But these pressures come in all kinds of different flavors. You know, mine was around religion. Yours was around food. And yet they have basically, for all of us, the same effect. Unfortunately, for some people, it, it might be sexual. And for some people, it might be Uh, their academic prowess or lack thereof. But it doesn't matter where where it comes from. It's just that it comes, and yet it all basically impacts us the same. So as you were so conscious about your body when you were 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, what were you telling yourself? What was the programming? What were you saying to yourself? Don't eat that food. 
your body is different than everybody else's. You can't eat that. You are going to completely lose control. And I know now that my biggest fear was that I was going to become morbidly obese and die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's after years of, of exploring, you know, where that anxiety comes from and what the real fear is. So you were even projecting that out that this could be a, a bad outcome. Absolutely. Did you feel it's like you didn't fit in? Uh, at times, I would say definitely in high school, I felt like I didn't fit in mostly because of the fact that it affected me socially. Uh, like I said, like if I was at a party or something like that, I really couldn't enjoy myself. And I've had clients say the same things. I actually, my first client I worked with, I, we were at a big family picnic and she was sitting inside the house reading a book. And I was like, you know, what's, what's going on here? Why are you in here? And she said, I can't be around the food. She was like, mm. it's just too much for me. I'm so emotionally affected by it and I can't control myself. And it was like, that's exactly how I used to feel as well. And it just kind of opened my eyes to the fact that this is happening to more people than what these people led on to. You know, you don't have to be morbidly obese to be suffering in this subconscious mind way of, of being out of control of what's going on in there. So uh, this goes back to the old example of don't think of the color green, Leslie. Leslie, whatever you do, don't think of green, right? What do you do? You magnify green. You see green everywhere. Right. Yes. I'm looking a, at my computer screen and I see the Evernote logo right there. It's it's bright green. Right. right? Look at my shirt. Right? It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The subconscious does not hear the negative words. So the more you tell yourself, "Don't do that, don't do that," it just hears, "Do that, do that." <laughs> right. Right. Everything yeah. is right. There is no um, there is no good or bad. There is no positive or negative in the subconscious. Right. All right. So. Did you feel that you weren't good enough? Oh, yeah. I think we all have that in our system somewhere with all different kinds of stuff. Being Feeling unworthy of, of all sorts of things, yeah. So other than eating, did it manifest any place else in your life? Uh, yes. I would say I definitely got into partying and really looked forward to drinking alcohol when I was in college. Um, and what other places? I call them now health-sucking habits and <laughs> life-sucking situations because, you know, it's kind of like, it can, you can be distracted. I think that we distract ourselves with these things to avoid looking at what we're, what we're really feeling, what we really want out of life. Um, so that's a lot of what I work on with my clients is, you know, how is this health sucking habit really distracting you from doing what you're really meant to be doing while you're here on earth? Uh, and what, what kind of heavier emotions do we need to begin to look at and to clear and to heal in order for you to move forward in a more powerful way rather than by keep stuffing it down with more food, more alcohol, more cigarettes, more shopping, more television, more all of these things. Boy, isn't that the truth? And the dumbing down or the numbing up uh, now today I think is probably more prevalent than even when I was growing up. You know, when I was growing up, Drugs were emerging as the culture, and of course that was a big escape. Before that, 
alcohol, certainly, but now we have so many ways to tune out, to unplug, to just not have to deal with it, right? Oh, absolutely. And, And so we just go through life, as we say, unconscious, asleep, not attuned to what these things are that are right under our nose that really when you... You talked about one hypnosis session. We're going to talk about that in a second. But it really isn't that difficult to change these psychologies and to reprogram what was fixed in our childhood. No. My freebie that I offer my clients is called Relax Your Way to Success because it really isn't that hard. You know, if you know how to relax yourself down and tell your your unconscious mind something different, you know, you're able to transform what goes on. You said you had one session of hypnosis. Was it just one or was it a series? So the subconscious mind is known to really respond to repetition. So I I definitely listened to it for – so I think the regimen I was under was every night as you're going to sleep for two weeks, then it switched to a new hypnosis for two weeks, then it was every other day for like – six months, and then it was once a week for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. So, yes, because you're actually building new neural pathways in your mind. Uh, So for all of these years, for, you know, 21 years in my case or something, you know, I had been having this one neural pathway that said, you know, cookies equals you're safe and loved and and worthy. Um, So if you think about how long it would take to strengthen a new, a brand new neural pathway in the same way, it's it's going to take a long time. So, but to me, it was like if that's what it takes for me to never have to suffer with this again, I am so into it. And now it's kind of cool because when I hypnotize my clients, I feel like I'm you know getting the same <laughs> the same positive messages into my subconscious mind at the same time. Absolutely, so no doubt. Good you, for me too. Right, you learn more as the teacher than the student. Yeah. So this was an audio program, I I guess. Yes. Not an in-person, you're on the couch, you know, follow the watch. It wasn't one of those. This wasn't. This was listening to hypnosis in headphones and falling asleep listening to the recording. Oh, very interesting. Yes. How long did it take for you to notice a tangible change? The next morning. Seriously. Seriously. It was crazy. Uh, And it was the same thing. Like I, at that point, I was, like I said, really at the, I guess, rock bottom for me with food where I really only felt motivated to get out of bed based on what I had to eat or the coffee in the morning. Um, And I just woke up. I did think about those things, but I did not feel that same energetic pull towards them. And I just thought that is really strange. And I think it's been five years now and I've never, ever, ever felt struggling with food since at all. Completely gone. Completely gone. And now like it's, it's just easy for me to desire to eat healthy foods, to not think about you know, I mean, what I think about is I want to be healthy, like, and I want to feel good. And so this food is going to make me feel good. And eating five cookies is going to make me want to go to sleep. It's going to make me feel awful tomorrow. 
It's going to affect my energy. And it's like a no brainer. It's like, it's just an automatic response, which is what the subconscious mind is. You know, it's in charge of your automatic responses. Something that controlled and dominated your childhood, teenage years, college years is now five years gone. And it really doesn't even have any uh, prowess with you at all. Is that correct? Not at all. Nothing. Completely. Nothing. That nothing is really amazing. All. Yeah, it really is. And the best part about it and, and the blessing of, of doing this kind of work and experiencing hypnosis is how much, how much you're freeing your mind to think about things that you care about so much more than that distraction. Um, like I had no idea that I had all of these passions that I did in my life and that I wanted to help people on such a big scale. And if it wasn't for me clearing out my distraction of food, I don't know if I ever would have been able to do my life, my life's purpose and, and follow my dreams and believe in myself and, yeah, now I use it for everything. I mean, I just actually did muscle testing on myself before this call for confidence um, because I was just feeling a lack of confidence in my world and, you know, found out through that process that I had a lot of limiting beliefs that were energies both from myself and from my parents. My grandparents came up um, of why I was not worthy and deserving of being confident now. And then just replacing that old belief with something new. And I feel a lot lighter just from doing that. So it's just become my, my lifestyle now of accessing that subconscious mind and, and putting in the beliefs that are actually going to serve my life and the lives of many others. And something else that I think people could connect to, tell them what you did professionally before what you're doing now. Ah, uh, yeah. I was a nurse. Uh, I worked in kidney transplant, and then I worked in the surgical and neuro ICU. And uh, I did like it at first. It was good learning. I feel like it was nice for the ego to keep up with the medical uh, crazy world that it is. Uh, eventually, though, it felt like I was doing everybody a disservice by not figuring out how I could be living out my life's purpose full time because I saw these patients every single day who would be suffering so much suffering related to a lot of diseases that were caused by eating poorly, by smoking, by drinking too much alcohol. And, you know, the doctors would just kind of throw up their arms and say, well, I can't do anything because they won't stop eating that or they won't stop smoking or drinking. And I just felt so much empathy for them because I could completely understand how they could not control themselves. Um, I had one patient when I was just a new nurse and he was very, very, very overweight. And it was so sad because he said to me, he was like, I have tried everything. I want to lose weight so much. I'm going to die. I'm going to be, you know, leaving my family by themselves and I don't know what to do. And I 
kind of, you know, being a new nurse, I was like, do I tell him about the hypnosis? So I decided to. <laughs> then I saw him like six months later. He was down a hundred pounds. Wow. He was like, I have been waiting for you to come into work. He had the he had the same book that I read like on his bedside and he was like, I'm I called the person to do hypnosis for me and um, I've lost all this weight and I'm no longer crazy about food. Thank you so much for telling me about that. And it was like, wow, you know, like, so that's the real deal. So I had to, I had finally just felt like I needed to leave so I could share my unique gift to the world and got certified in hypnosis and as a life coach and, um, NLP and, all of these fun modalities to change what's going on in the subconscious mind and have been business bound since and, and feeling very, very blessed that I'm able to do this now. Yeah. So that's what you're doing for your vocation now. Yes. Full time since last December. Oh, congratulations. So 2015. You. Yes. What a good year to start, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Woohoo. I know. Yes. So yes. what, what all do you do? How do you, uh, how does your business work? Well, I do a bunch of different things. I do work one-on-one -on -one with clients, uh, but I'm really getting into the group stuff now. I'm doing my first weight winning course, the wickedly wild weight winning course starts September 10th and it's, it's all online and we're going to be really working on how to create that healthy mindset and, and figure out, you know, what would you be thinking about if you weren't thinking about food? Um, so that's something I'm really excited about. I do retreats about once a year where we do like a three full days and kind of work on creating a new belief system in the subconscious mind and all these fun tools and um, also do some enjoyable exercise outside. That's my free thing if anybody's in Albany, New York. Um, yeah, every Monday. So I do a bunch of stuff and I'm always open to, to different stuff. I'm doing a speaking event at a women's convention next next week, which I'm really excited about. They want some new mindset stuff around food and and how to really begin to feel more empowered as women, which that's really something that I feel really passionate about is, is the empowerment of women. Um, so, yeah, I'm always open to new stuff and, and kind of seeing where where the universe takes me as I stay open and keep learning and keep sharing. Dealing with weight in our society and culture is obviously and I, I don't want to say any puns, but I mean, there's just, you know, it, it obviously flows out. It's such a big issue. Yes. And, and I worked in, in the, some areas around healthcare for about a dozen years and saw the impact of it firsthand and realize as we are approaching this new era and this uh, new way of managing healthcare that uh, this one area could be the area that bankrupts the whole system. I mean, it's the one thing that could take us down. And as they say now, this generation of children might be the first generation in s centuries that did not outlive their parents. I did hear that recently, too. People keep saying, like, oh, we're living longer and longer. But I think the real truth is that it's it's less now because of that. Yeah. A great documentary is Fed Up by Katie Couric. Uh, it's on Netflix if anybody has that, but 
um, really talks about the whole epidemic of obesity and just food is just horrible now. And even, you know, the government and the, and the companies, they're just, everything's just really messed up. And yeah, I saw it too in the hospital all the time. I mean, they're having to buy all this new equipment for, to accommodate for all of the heavy people and, you know, oh, it's just terrible. And it's, it's a lack of, of understanding the, the disease, you know, it, it is a disease of the mind. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and if you think however, about it, we, I mean, as you say, first of all, if you eat in a restaurant, if you eat in any restaurant and I, I do, and I have, uh, the past couple of weeks in restaurants quite a bit, I've been on the road a lot and you eat in restaurants. It's the worst thing you can do. It's, yeah. and I don't care how good and you say, well, okay, but the restaurant didn't have a drive through. That doesn't matter. They're all terrible. And the kind of food that you're getting in the restaurant and then the preparation and the enormous amount of salt and the chemicals and the pesticides and you just you add it all up. And it really, I think just year after year and certainly decade after decade, it gets harder and harder to maintain some kind of a body weight in this society. It's very difficult. Yes, the accessibility to food is just crazy. It's everywhere. It is just, I mean, everywhere you go, there's a drive-through, there's a commercial, there's, you know, and we're all being hypnotized. We're being hypnotized in the wrong direction and we're we're giving all of our money away to that and and we're not aware of the fact that when we're allowing these things to come into our minds, you know, it's really really hurting us. All right. So what is this program that you've put together? Tell us about it again. Yeah. So it's a six-week online weight-winning course. Uh, it starts September 10th, and it'll be every Thursday. Um, and it's going to be live webinars. So me teaching a course, and it'll be like an hour and a half long each time. And you know, I'll have a PowerPoint put together and worksheets, and there'll be a really awesome uh, Facebook group where everybody's can, can be talking about their issues with food. And I'll be really active in that group and happy to support everyone to assist them in, in reshaping their mindsets and creating that healthy mindset around food. Um, where, so yeah. where is there information about the course? There's information about the course at my website, lesliemthornton.com. Would you like me to spell that? Sure. All right. So it's L-E-S-L-I-E-M as in Mary. Thornton is T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N dot com. And then it's forward slash wait win. Okay. And then if anybody is just interested in trying out the the five-minute free meditation, Relax Your Way to Success, um, they can go to lesliemthornton.com and it's forward slash habit. And uh, you can download the five-minute meditation. All right. Now, the hypnosis, you've become certified in hypnosis. Are you creating hypnosis audios like the one that you did? Well, when I work with my clients, and actually on, in the online course, I'm going to be using the same hypnosis that I use on all of my one-on-one clients. Okay. So there'll be an opportunity for everybody to to list out all of their problem foods and 
um, really get specific about, you know, which foods are calling your name from miles away that you just can't say no to. Um, so that when we do the hypnosis, which I will do as a group, I will kind of, and you know, as I've been working with one-on-one clients for a couple of years now, I noticed that <laughs> the same foods get the, the same people, you know, most times. So it's the ice cream, the cookies, the cake, the chips, the, you know, all these foods. So, you know, having everybody send those to me, coming up with all of the common threads and then walking them through the same hypnosis. And it is the same one I used on myself and the one that I've been using for a couple years now. And Thomas, every single time after I see a client, like I'm still so shocked after they come back and they're like, I didn't even want any of this food at this party. Like it was unbelievable. And I like, even though I know the science behind why it works now, I'm still like, are you serious? Like, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't believe it. It just feels like too good to be true. So it's just so exciting. Making a difference in people's lives, right? Such a powerful difference. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's way deeper than just your, just a diet. You know, this is transforming your mind. You'll never feel like you're dieting ever again. You mentioned a book that you read. What book was that? Yeah, the Alpha Solution. All right. That, yes, that is by Dr. Ronald Glassman. I that book is great. He really breaks down like in the beginning of the book all of the different um areas that people have issues around food with based on his experience uh with hypnosis. And then um has a little hypnosis in the book as well that you can follow along and use. So definitely recommend that book too. Let's I say, could, let's okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I could send a couple copies to people if they contact me because I got a few extras here. So, oh, there you go. What's your email address? My email address is Leslie at Leslie M. Thornton.com. All right. So if you want a free book, email her and uh, wow, what an offer. Thank you for that. For uh, yeah. tell And let's do this. Tell them that, well, it's the only way they would have heard about it. Tell them you heard about it on Subconscious Mind Mastery. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's not yes. like a radio station here, right? It's not. So that if somebody emails you and wants the book, you know where it came from. There yeah. you go. Yeah, definitely. You're, it's better than a radio station, Thomas. Way better. Let's say, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Let's say somebody is overweight and they want to be able to drop the weight. They do the course. They uh, they all of a sudden quickly develop a resistance to the foods that were the problems, or the patterns, or the habits, or the lifestyle things, whatever it was. Right? Whether it's uh, that very sugary Starbucks in the morning, or it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that's that's your cocktail, your tonic, your issue, you know what it is. How then do they start working on weight reduction? Mm, yeah, so that's kind of, that was my path as well. So I was free from food prison uh, using the hypnosis. I no longer felt out of control of myself, and I was just so freaking relieved to not even have to deal with that, that for the first two years, I believe, after I did the hypnosis, I was like, I don't care. I'm just happy. The weight's just probably going to come off because I've changed things so drastically. And then it did come to a point where I said, you know, I would really like to to lose some weight now. Um, so I did look out for, you know, something that felt right to me. 
And I did start drinking some protein shakes. I actually started using isogenics mm-hmm. and um, felt good about that. And it did not feel like a diet. Um, and again, like every decision. So I had a lot of resistance towards starting isogenics because I was like, oh, but I'm just going to slip back into the same dieting routine as before. And, you know, I don't want this at all. I'm, I'm starting something new. But I still allowed myself to do it because I was like, well, you know, this will probably be good for my clients that I even, you know, experience this and see how it goes. Um, But I really found that it did not feel like a diet. It did not feel like a struggle. It felt like an experiment. And that's what I always say to my clients after they leave me is like, just treat your life now after experiencing this hypnosis as an experiment. Like your path of health and well-being is a never-ending journey. You will never get to the destination of you being 100% healthy in every single way. It is a daily effort. It is something that, you know, so when you come from that space of, I love myself now, I love my body, I'm so grateful that it brings me from A to B and allows me to live this beautiful life, um, things don't feel, it feels like you want to serve your body and your mind in these healthy ways. So, you know, starting on isogenics and starting the protein shakes, I realized, wow, I feel really good. I don't feel cravings. And then, and then it allowed me to learn about, you know, glycemic index and how, you know, if you keep your blood sugar levels even keeled throughout the day by eating, you know, the right amount of protein, fat and carbs, you know, then, then yeah, then you're able to, to just, again, feel so much lighter. I had so much more energy um, and it just allowed me to even further accelerate my path by putting in that good nutritional food in my body. The sugar so, brings you down, doesn't it? The carbs uh, bring you down. I did a radio program with a doctor back in 2010 and he had a beautiful way of eloquating that. He used his own example as a as a case, and you know, you worked in healthcare. I worked in healthcare. A lot of the time, it's the people in healthcare that are the unhealthiest. But uh, he would yes. start the morning with a bagel, and then he would have the ten o'clock crash because what did he have? Orange juice and bagel in the morning, yes. and then he would run down to the store and he'd get a donut and a and a uh, soft drink, and that would be his pickup, and that's what would oh get him through gosh. lunch. Exactly. I used to work with a surgeon, and the only things I ever saw him eat were candy, coffee. And diet soda. Isn't that amazing? It was just like, I mean, and the thing was, his body was very, it looked fit. He went to the gym every day, but you can't imagine what his internal body actually looked like with that being what you're eating. Well, right. And then you forward that up into your 40s. The other thing Scott would say is that you can get away with murder until you're 40. And then it's payback yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, oh, and you know when you get to be my age, then it's double payback time because mm-hmm. when you hit your fifties, then all of a sudden it becomes everything that you've done. You know, it's like every donut, every French fry catches up with you. Yes. But uh, and you know that's another point too because um, for people in their forties and fifties, as mm-hmm. we climb the ladder of life. The thing that you hear consistently is how much more difficult it is to pull those pounds off. And it yes. is. It's, it is much more difficult. And you do, I think at that point that you need a system. I'm doing uh, the Metafast diet right now. It's, it's uh, not too unsimilar to isogenics. And it's just because it's something that's worked for me in the past. And I have uh, a, a particular goal and like you say, empowered mentally to be able to reach this goal. This is just the tool to get there. 
Exactly. Because I'll tell you, eating uh, out there in the world um, without some kind of a system, and I eat pretty healthy. I got to tell you, I don't have the cravings that you were listing earlier. Generally, if you were to come in and uh, in on any given day and take a look in my refrigerator or pantry, you'd be pretty impressed, and you wouldn't find all the stuff hidden in the corners that you know would take you down the wrong path. And there aren't any sodas in my place at all, but it's because it is so difficult. And as we approach these latter years the pounds just are miserably difficult to get off. So I think you do need a system like an Isogenics or a Metafast or something that um, is proven. And uh, and with that, you can drop down. And then you hit that target goal. The things that you're applying will keep you there. Because what's the other thing you hear all the time? Oh, well, I tried that, but as soon as I got off of it, I went right back up. Yeah, it's because you went to the bagel shop. <laughs> right. Like, you can't right. do that. But yes. what you're talking about is that overlay that once you finish the system, whatever the system is for, for any particular person, then you have the tools to stay where you are. Exactly, because you have that healthy mindset to fall back on. You're not just piling right. on this new diet over the top of these unhealthy exactly. beliefs. The diet treadmill, right? Yes, exactly. That's what causes the constant up and down is because you're not tackling the biggest problem, which is what is going on in your subconscious mind first. So this prepares you for the diet, and then you can do the diet confidently. And then once you stop the diet, you can, with all confidence in the world realize that's going to be your new weight. Absolutely. Go to the tailor, go get the new wardrobe. You're done. That's it. You're there. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I just think the biggest thing that people should remember is just to keep an open mind, you know, like listen to your body and say, you know, my body doesn't feel good when I eat this and that and the other thing. I always want to take a nap after that and then be willing to test out something else. You know, we hear all the time, all these messages about, you know, what we should be eating and what we shouldn't be eating. And this is good and this is bad. But I really believe that every single human body is different and we all need different things at different times. So, you know, pay attention to your cravings. Like if you're craving a cheeseburger, does it mean that you're low in iron? And is there a better way to to receive your iron than by eating a big greasy burger? And, you know, so just be open to, to what your body is craving. And, and, you know, even if you're gaining weight, okay, something's changing in my body. I guess I should expect this because my body changes every single day. You know, we like make a billion new cells a day or something crazy. Um, right. So what what does it need? And be open to it and, and honor the your body's wisdom. Absolutely. This is going to be a great course. I can tell. This oh, is This is going you. to be dynamic. Tell people again how to find it. It is www.lesliemthornton.com forward slash weight win. So the opposite of weight loss is weight win because we want to put positive beliefs in the subconscious mind. Weight <laughs> loss is loss is very negative. So I love that. let's keep it positive. I love that. That is great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Leslie, it's been a delight. Let's not make this the first and only time. 
I totally agree, Thomas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad I reached out to you. Likewise. I've had a number of conversations with Leslie, and she is one sharp young lady. She is grounded. She knows where she's headed, and she especially knows that all of this begins in our mind. It begins with the programming and what we tell ourselves because then the subconscious mind kicks in and takes care of the autopilot parts around you to move things in the direction that you've programmed the subconscious mind. Some really cool stuff here and probably some more cool stuff to come. We'll see about that. Thank you for listening to podcast number 75, yet another milestone. We're now turning the corner and heading toward number 100, and you just keep listening and join us along the way. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.